Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, what's up, gang? Today in this podcast, I'm going to talk about how we need to simply stop comparing ourselves to each other. So stick around, stay tuned. It should be a cool show. Let's get it in. to the Baseball Nomad Podcast. On this podcast, we take a deep dive into the international game of baseball and softball. Every week on the show, we will talk with coaches and players from around the world where we'll discuss preparation, motivation, and building a consistent mental process for those high-leverage, high-stakes situations. If 90% of the game is mental, we need to stop giving everything a physical remedy. Stick around for your host. He's played and coached professionally on five different continents and won 12 different national championships. He's the original baseball nomad. Some call him the hit doctor, but heck, you can just call him Coach AB. I don't know if it's a trend just because of social media, but it seems lately that a lot of us are spending our lives comparing each other. Now, I'm talking about in terms of our looks, our achievements, or even just the things that we own. I'm seeing a lot of it on social media lately. The truth is you don't need to do this, especially on social media. In fact, I think doing it actually can hold you back from achieving your true potential. The pandemic has taught us all that life is very, very fragile and it can be taken away at any moment. You don't know when your time on earth will end. So I believe you should be living every second like it's your last because nothing else matters besides the here and now. We shouldn't put off doing whatever it takes to express our natural and unique genius. Live the life you want to live. Be your authentic self and do what makes you happy. Don't live for others on social media. Now, I know that the big money players They pursue optimization. Elite players, elite performers, they get shit done for themselves. Their dedication, their commitment, their drive, that's what makes these elite players iconically outstanding. Now, no matter what you may think, elite players, they don't get lucky. They make their own luck. How do they make their own luck? Well, by being in the process and not caring what you may say about them on social media. In the media and on social media, people often craft a story that's not true. It's not a true picture of what's happened. We need to control our own narrative. 
Now, something that's been bothering me in the last couple of weeks has been this recent Hall of Fame vote. Uh, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens didn't get in. Yep, David Ortiz, Big Poppy, got in with his 500 and something home runs. And you know what? Good for him. I always like Big Poppy. But seriously, what are the qualifications for being in the Hall of Fame? The question bugs me because it brings to light comparing one's accomplishments. Look, again, I am a huge Big Poppy fan. Love him. Loved his, his speech in Boston after the bombing. This is our fucking town. I love him. He's iconic. And I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. But it is obvious to me that he's more popular with the fans, with the media. And not sure. He probably has more social media followers than Bonds or Clements. Not sure. But it makes me think of something Pablo Picasso's mother once said to him. She said, if you're a soldier, you will become a general. If you're a monk, you will become the pope. But instead, he was a painter and he became Picasso, right? Look, there was only one Pablo Picasso, just like there's only, there is only one Barry Bonds. There is only one Roger Clemens. Hell, there's only one Pete Rose. Okay. You see where I'm going with this. There's only one you. On the field, as in life, we can only be ourselves. Bonds couldn't be Ortiz or Ortiz couldn't be Bonds. I know this. Mediocrity was never an option for Barry Bonds or for Roger Clemens or for Pete Rose. During their playing careers, no one who ever faced those guys would say that those guys played the role of victim. No, they were dominant. They were attackers. And at their worst, possibilitarians. Even when Bonds was in his worst slump or when Clemens wasn't throwing the ball well, you didn't want to face them because for them, anything was possible. In my mind, what's really fucked up is these guys will never get the platform to share their brilliance or be able to give advice to the masses of the youth of the game about what made them great, what made them stand out above others. The ability to share their idiosyncrasies of their process. Now, how many great geniuses of the world were not appreciated until decades after they died? Is Bonds Clemens going to be the same way? Martin Luther King comes to my mind. Everyone hated him when he was alive. Even with negative public relations, I think it's always good to take a step back and look at the big picture. No matter how much flap there was over the scandals, the news stories about them, their impact on the game and others was nothing but positive. We live in a world where distractions are everywhere. I mean, we've got this internet, we've got social media, we've got video games. I mean, we could easily get lost for hours at a time. And I'll ask you, is this really what our lives should look like? We've been trained from childhood to prioritize comfort 
over building resilience and confidence and mental toughness. Building confidence takes effort. To be bulletproof, you're going to have to stay motivated and face adversity. Nowadays, it's just easier to spend your day scrolling through your feed, wondering what everyone else has done today. But I tell you what, Bonds, Clemens, Rose, these guys were dominant. They had to be present in what they were doing. There was no way that they suffer from what I call broken focus syndrome. There was nothing complex about it. You gave Barry a fastball and he was going to launch it into the bay. Roger Clemens was going to strike your ass out with a country fastball, even if you knew it was coming. Pete Rose was simply going to out-hustle you and find a way to get on that sack. He was going to find a way to get a hit. They had intense concentration on what mattered the most to realize victory. They didn't worry about managing their time. If they didn't have time to talk to you, they didn't talk to you if you were a writer. It was obvious they managed their focus. Look, you can look busy all you want, and that's what we see nowadays. But being busy doesn't mean shit. It definitely doesn't mean you're productive. We know that greatness is an inside game. And these guys were great. There's no comparison. But now we are comparing. We're letting guys in the press box tell us that Bonds, Clemens, Rose, not worthy. Just as we're letting a lot of social media influencers, the cool kids, tell us that we don't fit into their narrow criteria for what is cool, that we're not worthy. Now, I get it. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Pete Rose, they weren't saints. No question about that. But neither were many others who are enshrined in the hall. They gave a plaque to Adrian Constantine Anson, better known as Cap Anson. Now, I'm not sure many of you know this, but Cap's the guy who erected the color barrier in baseball. Cap's actions caused minority players to be driven from the game. In 1887, Anson made headlines when he refused to play an exhibition game in New York unless the club removed its African-American battery, a catcher by the name of Walker and a pitcher by the name of Stovey, from the field. From then, teams and leagues began to bar minorities from participation. And by the early 1890s, no black players remained in the professional ranks. Cap's plaque in Cooperstown says, I've been there. <laughs> it says he was the greatest hitter and the greatest National League player manager of the 19th century. A 300 class hitter for over 20 years. Now, shit, if a guy hits 300 for 20 years, in my mind, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame because there's no comparison. His inside game was tight. 
Now, was he a turd? Well, yes, at least in my opinion. Bonds and Clements, their records have been damaged by allegations that they used performance-enhancing drugs before testing began in Major League Baseball in 2009. We know that David Ortiz never failed a test once the league began testing, but you can't tell me there's not any suspicion. Heck, there's suspicion for everyone from that era. The fact of the matter is the writers seem to have punished Bonds and Clemens for their steroid use, though neither has tested, neither tested positive or ever admitted that he used performance enhancers and both survived legal challenges. All I'm saying is we've all been to the puppet show before and we've all seen the strings. It's time to dump the character standard because it's a joke. If a guy like Cap Anson is in and Barry Bonds who had more homers than God or Pete Rose, who had more hits than God or Roger Clemens, who definitely was the most dominant pitcher of his era aren't in. Well, come on. It's a joke. There's no comparison when it comes to bonds, when it comes to Clemens, when it comes to Rose. However, there's something to be learned. I'll give you that. Could they have made better daily choices that would have guaranteed them better results? Well, heck yes. It could have been nicer to writers. But the past is a place to be learned from, not a place to be lived in. Look at the squad. Look at my team. Anyway, I hope this helps you in your pursuit. That's all the time that I have. Remember, no matter where you're at, don't forget to breathe. And peace. We working, 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 practice make perfect, practice make perfect, we working for certain, we working, we working, we got a purpose, we got the nervous, we got a service, we working, 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 Put me in the game I bet they remember my name I bet they remember the shot, the flame I bet they remember the bang I bet he remember that pain He never walked the same He never shot the same Sorry you lost the game I got to go harder He mad, they can't stop us My jersey always pop up They cop it, they bought it Your girl scream my name Out loud, she all in the crowd Made her proud Brought her shame. Check me out. Look at the flame. I can never miss. Look at the flick, flick. I can never miss. Look at the wrist, wrist. I can never miss. Look at the fit. I'm healthy. I can never miss. Hey, we go eat those shots when it's lunchtime. We go beat those blocks when it's crunch time. You know we're going all the way. You know we're going hard today. I fight back hard away. No penny for your thoughts today. But it's pretty on my feet. I'm elite. You already know what it is. Can't be beat. It's me. Look at the squad. Look at my team. Don't be my hearts. Don't be my bruvs. Don't be my guys. Don't be the parts. 
parts that I need to the puzzle. Look at my arms, look at my palms. Look at the sweat, huh? Look at my eyes, look at the threat. We working, 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 we working. Practice make perfect. Practice make perfect. We working for certain. We working, we working. We got the purpose. We got the nervous. We got the service. We working, 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 we working. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.